Hello. Hope everyone is doing well this Sunday morning. <laughs> I thought Hope yesterday you was your... Sunday. Yeah, right. Well, you had a busy day yesterday. At least you can't You're tell tired. how sunburned I am. No. Just a little sun-kissed. Mm -hmm. That's what you look like. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, welcome, guys, to episode three Woo! of Brunches and Dragons. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Hal's Hair Potion. <laughs> yes. For That's why your hair is so luscious. <laughs> my hair is so luscious. I can't see it because my bangs are getting really long, so I can't really see you. But <laughs> I love it. It's pretty, though, so, you know. <laughs> At least it looks good, right? Beauty is pain. Exactly. It's in my eyes. Ow, ow. <laughs> I'm Sammy Stark. And I'm Katie Banks. And today we're going to be talking about warlocks and the benefits of selling your soul for a 1d10 cantrip. Oh, selling that soul at a premium. What if you don't have a soul? Huh? What if you don't have a soul? What if you're like a race that doesn't have a soul? If you're a ginger, I guess you can't be a warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the facts, guys. Ta-da! <laughs> And that's the warlocks for you. You can't play if you're ginger. So um, just a reminder, we are streaming bi-weekly for Sunday brunch. Hello. Uh, Sammy, can you tell people if they're not listening live where they can tune in next time? Yeah. You can check out our stream on twitch.tv backslash brunches underscore and underscore dragons. Um, yeah. Nice. That's it. You changed your name. I, I think did. we mentioned that last time, but... So now it's a little easier to find. Yes. I Even though Bandersnatch was such a good name. But. I know. But all my other social media is still Bandersnatch. So. Okay, good. You guys are TikTokers. I just posted a second video on TikTok. So I like it. Hopefully it, it's not going to blow up as much as the first one. I've just resigned myself to that. But it's fine. Hey, that first one was. <coughs> it hit, girl. It hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you should thing. still be able to listen to our podcast via our website, Spotify, and excuse me, iTunes as well. We usually release the Thursday after we um, record. Um, you can stay tuned to our website, our Instagram accounts, our TikTok account um, for updates and more information. What's our Instagram? Uh, two Brunch Dragons. Nice. No, wait. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for, Maybe. For, oh. For more information yeah. on who we are, it's like no, that's my line. Sorry. Whoops. Oh God, I'm so tired. For more information on who we are and why we're doing this podcast, you can uh, listen to episode zero or check us out at brunches dash and dash dragons dot com or follow us on Instagram at two brunch dragons or on TikTok. Nice. Katie's TikTok ears is also brunch dragon. It's just brunch, yeah, brunch dragon. So you can yep. follow Katie on TikTok at brunch dragon for some serious library envy, or you can follow yeah. me on uh, at banner zero bandersnatch zero for some horse envy. So yeah, cosplaying too, right? Uh, maybe, maybe one day. Right now, it's just Ben. So hey, yeah, I like Ben. Ben's cool. Ben's great. Yeah, so if you have any questions about who Ben is, you have any questions or comments or episode ideas, or you just want to talk to us, you can email us at brunches.dragons at gmail.com. You can uh, fill out the contact us form on our website. <laughs> so or good. you can, I know, you can comment in the chat or on the 
The chat. Live chat. Whatever side. It's on. It's on one side. The- you guys know where it is. We don't. We don't. We're not good with directions. Yeah, we're not. I never remember. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the stream up to watch it. So just the chat. Yeah, app, I don't either. So. Yeah. so, come, my pretties. Let us tell you the reasons why the Warlocks are the best of the spellcasting classes and why we're offering this one-time-only discounted price of your soul. You're not using Ooh. it anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really. No, what's the, what? What do I do with this thing? So, it's just in the way. Yeah. I, mean. oh, I could just shed some pounds, you know? I bet my soul Ooh, weighs a lot. Is that where I, is that on my stomach weight? Is that my soul? You've got a big soul. That's it. It's Girl, just, I will Your big heart and your big tech. soul. It's, <laughs> get rid of both of those. I know. My thighs, maybe? Is that part of my soul? <laughs> get out of here, soul. I, I told you I found that bathing suit that's thick thighs save lives, right? And I was like, I have oh. to have this in my life. Did it's, you get it? No, no. It's one of those like, yeah, it's like nine dollars, but we're also gonna charge you like nineteen oh. ninety nine in shipping. Oh, and, and like, it's also like probably Barbie doll size. Yeah, yeah. which is ironic that it says thick size save lives. <laughs> it's like a made for yes. a Barbie. <laughs> it's child's only. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, child size. Hi, kitty. Hi. You see, girl, your hair looks cute. Oh, thank you. This is uh leftover. I came home. I was like, I should shower, but uh. Why when your hair looks that good? Well, it's... Oh, it looks great! Did you do that? Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday morning at 6. This is, this is like, how many hours is that? Like 27 hours in this Uh, hair? You don't turn much in your sleep. I do all the time, but it's so tight. (laughs) Oh, okay. Nice. Tight like your soul. Tight like a toiger and my soul. But warlocks don't have those. They don't have souls. (laughs) So tell us the basics, Sam. So the first uh, and most important thing, well, not the most important, but the first it's and the most, most important. Yeah, it's pretty important. Uh, Warlocks get a solid D8 for their hit points instead of that meager D6. So you're already yeah. getting a lead on the other spellcasters there. Um, so you just add in your constitution bonus and boom, you can take on a few punches or you can build your warlock to be a heavy hitter. So Ooh, like minus. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, that's my wizard. What is my warlock? No, your warlock is oh, a heavy hitter too. Yeah. In in fight club. That's a She's a warlock. She's not a She's a warlock. She's yeah, a warlock. I'm thinking of my yeah. lizard. Oh my god. <laughs> I was Wake like she's up. definitely a warlock and she's our front line, which is Yep. The tank. Say something about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you you also start off with a proficiency in light armor. Oh. So all the other spellcasters, no armor. This one gets armor and all simple weapons, not just that silly list of like four. Um, so we here we are widening that lead. Yeah. You still don't get any tools, but who cares when you have a world of spells for the exact same thing. And guess what? Spells don't weigh anything. Unless your DM is doing encumbrance for um, components. your components, which have you ever had any five E people do track the track weight? Um, Chris tracks coin weight, um, and if you tra- if you have like too much shit, he'll he'll make it hard. Like we can't carry, 
you know, 500 a pounds horse. of stuff. Yeah. So right. he's he's that conscious sense. about that, but he doesn't make us do components. Components just feel like such a nightmare thing for a DM. Really fun for the players, but nightmare. Yeah, it's DM. nice for role-playing abilities. And mm -hmm. so, like, you can't be as... Like, it helps with, like, some of the healing spells. Like, it, it, there has to be consequences. So it's like if you use the components for that, mm -hmm. um, it's a little bit more risky. Yeah. But for, like, spellcasters such as, like, Ox and the ones we've talked about, those seem a little bit little bit more and just like for flair because it's there's not really a consequence for not then you just can't use a spell you just wouldn't choose that one right you know? and, and there are you're already limited on spell slots for all of these guys anyway so why would you mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know that would make components would make more sense especially the ones that are more expensive like yeah. you know the um revivify that yeah. makes more sense if you have sort of a more unlimited spell cast ability, but then you mm -hmm. are restricted by components. I, I think yeah. having the two is kind of like, okay, well, I have two spell slots, but I have a thousand gold, so I'm really not bound by anything. Or I have two spell slots and I have five gold, so I can only use one of those spell slots. Yeah. I mean, that just yeah. seems... So it's just, silly. I get it. I get it. It's more, it's that realism versus mm -hmm. playability. Yeah. <clears throat> but anywho, so good to know those spells. Yeah. Don't weigh nothing. They Tools weigh, weigh nothing. something. Mm -hmm. They weigh so, something. And you have to pull them out and use them. And now you could just be like, I mm -hmm. cast knock and the door yeah. opens, you know, so. Which you is guess, sometimes better than tools. Yeah. They don't make any noise. So <clears throat> mm -hmm. there's no DC. There's no, no saving throw. But, so we give saving throws. Your saving throws are wisdom and charisma. Oh, So charisma is your spellcasting ability. Uh, so you always want to make sure that's your highest. Uh, and then obviously you want to add in some wisdom and then probably some constitution. I would say dex next because I really like having dex abilities. And then strength and intelligence are sort of low man on the totem pole for, for wizards. <clears throat> okay. Unless you've rolled just obscenely well. Um, you can choose two skills from Arcana, Deception, History, Intimidation, Investigation, Nature, and Religion. Nice. So okay. pretty similar. Some good mix. Good mm -hmm. mix. So <clears throat> Deception, definitely fun. Um, yeah. So, and we talked about spellcasting ability is Charisma, so that makes your spell save DC 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your Charisma modifier, and your spell attack modifier is your proficiency bonus plus your Charisma modifier. So okay. same same build as, as all your other spellcasters, but you get that um, the Charisma instead. So Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> level one. Do you want to talk about level one? Uh, no, no, you go oh, ahead. You got right. this. I've never played one, so I could could tell you the build completely wrong. So, so, uh, so uh, just let me know if you want me to pepper in my weird. I I like it. I like your. your I don't know. Your, your opinions <laughs> on warlocks. So at level one, you start out with two cantrips, uh, two level one spells, and one spell slot. Right. Oh. So you're starting out very low on those spells, which. You know, you get an additional spell slot at each level until ninth, and then one more every other level. Um, so you'll get ninth, and then eleventh, thirteenth, so on and so forth. You'll get okay. another one. Um, you also gain a spell slot at every odd level um, until ninth. So spell, okay. and then another spell slot. Um, you also have five slots 
Um, or at, at ninth, you'll have five slots, and then you don't have any more spell slots. So five is the cap for. That's all you can ever have. That's all you can ever have. Um, and then you get two invocations at second level, an additional one at fifth, seventh, ninth, twelfth, fifteenth, and eighteenth. So, I know everybody's like, okay, well, what, what's, what in the name of the Ghost King is an invocation? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Yeah, um, I don't know. And it also sounds like the Warlocks doesn't get a lot of spells, so why bother? Yeah, don't worry, that's I got what, you. I'm like, is there a, like a endless amount of can? Tr- I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> so how? So first, how? invocations. Invocations are additional spells that can either be cast at will or are additional benefits to a known spell. So, for example, there's a ton of invocations with Strengthen, the much-loved cantrip, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. It's just how it is now. It's my favorite. How have I never played Warlock? It's my favorite thing to say. I know. (sighs) Next time. Um, So, um, the first on the list is Agonizing Blast. This adds your Charisma modifier to the damage dealt when you cast a spell. So, remember, you're casting with Charisma, so that should be your highest. So, you probably have at least a plus three. So, you're 1d10 plus three. Wow, okay. So, you're always, instead of just rolling that flat, because you don't get your pluses um, in in cantrips. It's just the, the regular dice. Oh. So when you're when you're using this agonizing blast, anytime you cast Eldritch Blast, you get it like a normal attack roll or a normal cool. like a first level spell. Yeah. Um, so then another spell or another invocation is Armor of Shadows. So this is a spell, uh, Mage Armor, and it allows you to cast Mage Armor without expending a spell slot. So, so it's it, an at will. Yeah. So it makes it basically a cantrip. Yep. It takes a first level spell and turns it into a cantrip. That's strong. Yeah. So you can have lots of cantrips, two spell slots, but all a lot of your higher level spells can then be converted with these Eldritch invocations. So very cool. Okay. It's pretty, pretty, pretty cush. Okay. So now that is pretty nice. If you're still wondering why you would want to be a warlock, chew on this. You get every single spell back after a short rest. Okay, that's nice. Yep. Spell slots, no long rest. No one else no one else gets that, right? Nope. At Boom. least lower levels. You, do they yep. get it when they're higher, maybe? I think you can do um, certain like uh, feats that allow you to do mm-hmm. that. And maybe the paladin has that ability, but nothing else that I've played. Uh, yeah has that ability. So it's really nice. Some things come back at a short rest for everybody, but spell slots generally do not. All your spell slots will come back at a short rest. So Wow. Yeah. And you don't have to sacrifice anything to get those. Like the sorcerer has to sacrifice um, points to get, you know. Sorcerer points. Mm -hmm. So they have to to use those to get spell slots back. You don't have to do this. Short rest, you're boom, ready to go again. So, and that's why this character is particularly good for Fight Club. When we back out because nobody else has their spell slots back, I'm like, oh, well, I, I could just keep going. Yeah. So, but nobody else can. So it's kind of an interesting balance, right? Great, you get your, all your spell slots back, but if the rest of the party can't, are you going to lead the whole thing? Probably not, because you're probably squishy. So, okay, still not convinced? Am I I'm, have I convinced I'm, you yet? I'm coming. Turn around. around. But yeah, I need I need some more stuff. I okay. need give me more. Okay. So give let's me more. talk about your pact boon. 
like all classes, mm-hmm. you get to specialize in something, right? It's called Sorcerer's Origins for Sorcerers, Arcane Traditions for Wizards, and for Warlock, this is called the Pact Boon. Um, and you can okay. choose from the following. You've got Pact of the Blade, Pact of the Chain, Pact of the Tome, and then a newer one, Pact of the Talisman. So these each give you sort of a... Uh, a special ability, if you will. Uh, Pact of the okay. Blade lets you use your action to create a weapon in an empty hand. This weapon can be any melee weapon, and you are temporarily proficient with it. Um, and oh, it nice. also counts as magical against, you know, resistances. So, uh, corporal, corp, corporal, corp. A weapon appears in your ghost. hand. A ghost, ghost weapon. That becomes solid, and you can use mm-hmm. it to whack things with it. Um, so okay, if you're so not... if if you're a critical role fan, this is probably what Ford has with his Falchion, mm. right? Do you watch Critical Role? I should. No. I really should. Okay. I like listening well, to it, but it like pops out of nowhere. So I'm assuming that's probably what uh, his is pact is. Pact of the yeah. Blade. Oh, maybe he's. I think he's multi-classed now because I think is he's he... a paladin. But he could have Shadow Blade too, like that one spell that I have, where I can make a mm. weapon appear. So no, it comes out of his body. Ooh. I think it's back of the way. I don't yeah. know. If you're a Critical Role fan and you watch it, you correct me if it's wrong. Yeah. But or Critical Role if you're watching, which you're not, but you might be. Y- yeah. <laughs> we Travis. saw you that one time. So Yeah, Travis, if you're watching this, tell us. <laughs> Let us know. Educate you're us. not watching this. <laughs> if you're mm. watching this, I've got to poo my pants. I bet D&D and Beyond will do a special on it, though, in the next two weeks. Because yeah. literally everything yeah. we talk about then has an article release, and we're like, are we on the staff and we just don't <laughs> huh. know it? Interesting. Mm. Mm. Hire us, yeah. D&D Beyond. They just had a, they lost a bunch of people, so. Yeah, you yeah. need some social workers, right? Yeah. I'm a social worker. Yeah, keep all your employees happy. I'm yeah. a good storyboarder, so. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so next is Pack of the okay, Chain. Okay, so that's Pack of the Blade, okay. Pack of the Blade, yep. So Pack of the Chain allows you to cast Find Familiar as a ritual, so it doesn't count against your known spells. Um, you can choose the form of imp, pseudo dragon, quasit, or sprite in addition to the normal list of familiars. Um, and this familiar can attack for you on your action. So, oh. yeah. So this is where they're trying to be a beast master. Kind of. But not mm. as cool as a beast master. Yay. Yeah. It's the <laughs> warlock version of a beast master. Uh, it's weak. We'll your second that. favorite my class second, is warlock right my second favorite class is warlock yeah okay though i really like lawful evil paladins and clerics nice. mm. clerics are fun yeah yeah that lawful evil cleric when we when michael did that that cabin party D thing and everybody was like oh heels and i was like no nah. damage <laughs> i'm a damage cleric yep so okay cool pack of the chain Mm -hmm. so i'm like figuring all these out okay Okay. so got it so what's the next one third is pact of the tome and this gives you a book that contains an additional three cantrips from any class so this is what i chose i chose pact of the tome um because there are specific cantrips that i i like for myself um what they are i don't remember (laughs) because i'm like levels above (laughs) this now but (laughs) this is what i chose when i was building my character um, and then the fourth is Pact of the Talisman, and this grants you a talisman that gives you a D4 to add to any failed ability check. You can use this as many times as your proficiency bonus, and it renews every long rest. So this is similar Ooh. to the, um, the, um, the Paladin's ability to, what is it, um, or, <clears throat> or is it the, 
what does Mike do when he gives us that that extra D four? Uh, guidance. It's like guidance. It's like oh, what? That's what guidance. I do. You so cast guidance too. Does... Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's the clerics. Clerics. Okay. Okay. I think Mike's druid character has it too, but it's really helpful. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Meh. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but so that's a good one to have too, because that um, you can add that to to any of you can't unlike guidance you can't share that. But you can oh, add okay. it to any of your own. So <clears throat> warlocks, nice. you'll see, are a little bit more selfish by nature. But I mean, that makes it fair. They traded their soul to get more power. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would make sense that they're more of a selfish right. yeah. spellcaster. They're, they're greedy. They want this. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not natural. They didn't work for years for this. They were just like, yeah, cool. You can have my soul. No big. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Whatever price they paid. Um, right. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. All right. So mm-hmm. the last bit, this is the, the last, the, the clencher really, I think for uh-huh. me is your otherworldly patron. So oh, okay. at first level, um, you can choose an otherworldly patron, which will grant you additional spells and different abilities at certain level ups. So this is the part that is more like your archetype than your pact is. Your pact just gives you like a, here's a thing that you get as this. But your otherworldly patron functions in the same way that the archetypes do, where at, you know, first, third, sixth, whatever, you get all of these additional things. Um, so the uh, Archfey um is the first one and that's a um creature of legend from the Feywild or or <clears throat> somewhere beyond the mortal realms mm-hmm. um they're whimsical magical they strive for magical power it's sort of um uh very midsummer you know, Archfey. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you get additional spells, uh, Fairy Fire and Sleep, Calm Emotions, Phantasmal Force, Blink, Plant Growth, Dominate Beast, Greater Invisibility, and Dominate Person and Seeming. So Ooh. a lot of more Fey-type spells, right? They, they've themed yeah. this quite nicely. Um, so that's what you're going to get first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. So you'll get two spells each level until fifth. Um <clears throat> And then at sixth, um, you can turn invisible as your reaction. So Nice. Oh, and, and speaking of reactions, so warlocks, out of all the spellcasters, do the most damage, right? We've got Elder's Blast, which is a cantrip, which does 1d10. But then something that I didn't see mentioned on any of the forums or anywhere is Hellish Rebuke. That is a warlock-only spell. It's not available on any other spell class. Um or spell list, and it does d10 based on your level. So I'm putting out four d10 as a reaction. Wow. So, and it's a saving throw, so it's not always guaranteed, but it's half on a fail. So I could be doing, you know, 20 damage on a fail, or on a, on a successful save. So mm-hmm. it's still, it's pretty OP, and nobody's mentioned that. So, so is there something... Because you know you're mentioning where there's things where you can make certain spells a, a cantrip. Is there a way to make Hellish Rebuke a cantrip? 
Oh, I don't because damn, could you imagine not having to use a spell? Uh, slot yeah, because it's the highest level. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. Let me look through. That the... might be like, what is it? I always say meta. That's not what it is. Is whatever. Were you mid max? Yeah, mid max. Yeah. I always mad say max. mad max. Yes. I You're mean, mad works. maxing. Min min maxing, right? I don't. What's called? Mid max, yeah, yeah, because you're minimizing. Gosh, Michael explained this to us last time, and I forgot already. Minimizing yeah. you never the damage you're taking and maximizing the stuff you're. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> if you're watching, let us know if I got that right. So minimizing the incoming damage, maximizing the outcoming. You're outgoing. right. It is. It's okay. min maxing, but I always want to call it mad maxing. I like it. I mean, let's make it canon. Mad maxing. Yeah. So <laughs> stop being a mad maxer. <laughs> But anywho, so that's that's kind of off topic. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your. No, you're good. I'm scrolling the, through the um, things now to see if it's patron. But uh, that would be pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. There is. I don't see any of these that pinpoints. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, none well, of these. <clears throat> that's probably that too. Much. That's probably much. too much. Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. Like um, maybe level twenty, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you could just write it in. I just cast yeah. this with my eyes closed, no big deal. But then at level twenty, you're casting like, what would that be? It goes up every level, so nineteen. Yeah. D ten. Oh my gosh. But you're also fighting things with like you know a bajillion HP, so I guess it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It yeah. evens out. Uh, Tell us about our next patron. So the next one is the Celestial. Ooh. So this is my favorite. Like they give a whole list of like things that you've bound yourself to. And one of them is a unicorn. And I'm like, yes. Hello. Sold. <laughs> uh, so first level, you get an expanded spell list, which includes things like Cure Wounds, Guiding Bolt, Daylight, Revivify at third. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Jeez. Yep. <clears throat> Flame Strike, Greater Restoration at 5th. <clears throat> Pretty good stuff. At 6th, you get Radiant Soul. Um, so this allows you to serve as a conduit for Radiant Energy, and you have resistant Ooh. to all Radiant Damage. When you cast a spell that deals Radiant or Fire Damage, you can add your Charisma Modifier to uh, the Radiant or Fire Damage roll. That's cool. So, That's yeah, cool. More, more OP stuff. Um the next is the Fathomless. And so this Ooh. is like the depths. This is yours, Katie. This is the deep elemental plane of water. So like, yeah, <laughs> those deep sea mermaids mm -hmm, that are like anglerfish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is this is your house. Um, so <laughs> this one gives you an expanded first uh, expanded spell level. Uh, Expanded spell list at first level. Creator destroy water. Thunder wave. Um, you get more spells at second, third, fourth, and fifth. And at fifth, you get Bigby's hand, which appears as a tentacle. Specific. Get out. Yep. Uh, so, and it's tentacle of the deeps. So you can magically summon a spectral tentacle that strikes at your foes. As a bonus action, you create a ten foot long tentacle that you point at a point you can see within 60 feet of you. The tentacle lasts for one minute or until you use this feature to create another tentacle. That's, That's first amazing. level. You get that. That's amazing. So, yep. 
Uh, and when you create this tentacle, you can make a melee t- spell attack against one creature within 10 feet of it. On a hit, the target takes 1d8 cold damage, and the speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of your next turn. May- well, I know which one I'm picking. Mm-hmm. When yep. I Also, I can just hear our, our guy friends, though. With the tentacle jokes. Yes. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> but it's only one. I can so. hear I can hear you. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> We're gonna do it anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. and you also at first level you also gain swimming speed of forty feet and you can breathe underwater. So one of Mike's biggest thing is that he is <clears throat> disappointed in the lack of availability for a water campaign or for a water adventure as part of a larger campaign because the mechanics are harder you've got to get everybody to breathe underwater you move slower you know just build your build your character to be more oriented yeah. for that specific thing yes yeah. you can also all play ones. the genasis because my yep. air genasi can hold her breath forever and i'm sure the wa- water genasis can also do something with that so just Play that. Does everyone be yeah, the same race? Anakin. There's a couple of amphibious races. I would like to do one, like uh, Roll20 just released a campaign that's entirely underwater, which is super cool. And it's a yeah. it's a smart map, so whenever you move, like like how I got, say if you guys move and you trigger this thing, I'm going to say you triggered it. This actually triggers it. Like underwater volcanoes and all sorts of... Yeah. I haven't gotten to play with it yet, but I was like, download! <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. I know, because there's that ship one that's really cool. Mm-hmm. The... Battle of the Salt Marsh, is that what it's called? Yes. Mm-hmm. Something in the Salt Marsh? The pirate um, one. Yeah, so I'm assuming that has to have a lot of water elements because you're on the water. You can't mm-hmm. just be on a boat the whole time. Yeah. Maybe you are. But. Yeah. So this is just one of those ways that you can really counterbalance that and and, and have a and fun adventure. And you get these adventure. at first level. Um, yes, the, the swim okay. speed and the tentacle and the breathing underwater all come at first level. Wow. Yep. At Jeez. sixth level, you gain oceanic soul, um, and you gain resistance to cold damage. And when you are fully submerged, any creature that is also fully submerged can understand your speech, and you can understand theirs. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So it just it just keeps going. There's more tentacle stuff <laughs> at sixth and tenth. Um, and then the coolest one is when you're fourteenth level. Um, as an action, you can teleport yourself and up to five other willing creatures that you can see within 30 feet of you. Amid a whirling tentacles, you all vanish and reappear up to one mile away in a body of water that you've seen, pond size or larger, or within 30 feet of it. Oh man, that'd be so fun to like <laughs> just mess with your party. Like, y'all are pissing me off. Teleport into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they're like fighting and you're just like, nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I mean, there's also really good stuff for other like actual things in the game, but that would just be really fun to mess with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the silly things? Um, I mean, the, the real things. We want the silly things. It's the best. <laughs> So next on the list is The Fiend, which I feel like is fairly popular. It's like one of the the classic ones, and, and a lot of people choose this. Um, it's uh, lower planes, um, some of whom's aims are being evil, but not necessarily. Um, but you get your expanded spell list, Burning Hands, Command, Fireball, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You also get Dark One's Blessing. So when you reduce a creature to zero hit points, you gain temporary hit points equal to your Charisma modifier plus your Warlock level. 
So that's nice. Yeah. And then sixth level, you get Dark One's Own Luck, um, where you can call on your patron to alter your fate in your favor. So when you make an ability check or saving throw, you can use this feature to add a D10 to your roll. Yeah. Dylan plays uh, the fiend um, in his warlock. Oh, okay. Yeah, the one in... In your other game? Mad Mage? No, this was pre... (sighs) In the one that I built, oh. yeah, in Sovra. Oh, one day right, we'll play right, that right. again. Uh, I know. Yeah, but he. Um, that was just more fun in person, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but he's got his was a dark ones, uh, 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 fiend class. Okay. So. Yeah, and I know that that one and then one other that one are the only ones that are available if you don't buy things in D and D Beyond. Oh. So if you just have like the free or the basic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only, there's that option. And then there's the new one, which is, uh, I don't remember which it is. So maybe that's why people pick it the most often. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Cause it's classic. Cause maybe it's so. the classic. So mm-hmm. safe. Interesting. So then next on the list is the genie. So it's made a Ooh. pact with a noble genie, Robin Williams. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yay. You get to choose a kind of genie. So earth, air, fire, or water. Um, so Dao, Jin, Afridi, or Marid. Um, Marid mm-hmm. is water, Afridi is fire, Jin is air, and Dao is earth. Okay. Um, and you get a first level feature. So um, you get general genie spells at first level, detect good and evil, but then you also get a spell based on whatever class you chose. So the Dao hmm. have Sanctuary, Spike Growth, Meld into Stone, Stone Shape, Wall of Stone. Makes sense. Uh, Jin spells are Thunder Wave, Gust of Wind, Wind Wall, Greater Invisibility, and Seeming. Ifridi uh, spells are Burning Hand, Scorching Ray, Fireball, Fire Shield, Flame Strike. See theme here? Uh-huh. And then Merid spells are Fog Cloud, Blur, Sleet Storm, Control Water, and Cone of Cold. Okay, so, nice. So, yeah. Um, you also get a genie vessel you can roll on the table to see if you get an oil lamp urn ring or you know one of their one of their types um you could make up your own um and then you can use the vessel in any of the following ways so you can magically vanish vanish and enter your own vessel poof i'm in the genie space (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and the interior of the vessel is uh, like a large room 20 foot circle so and 20 feet high so it's nice and comfy uh and you can sort of set up how you want that to look um you can remain inside the vessel up to a number of hours equal twice your proficiency bonus um and when you exit the vessel you appeared in unoccupied space closest to it so and if you take something into the vessel with you it's going to stay there until you take it out so also you know secret um instead of um the handy haversack or bag of holding. There you go. Just get a genie. Uh, you can That's also cool. deal extra damage um, when you've been hit with an attack uh, equal to, or when, sorry, when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage to the target based on your proficiency bonus. And that's called genie's wrath. And that gives you the extra damage as whatever type of genie you've chosen. So fire, okay. earth, um, cold, or bludgeoning. Sorry, not earth. Earth damage. <laughs> Earth, Earth damage. Air. Fire. Wind. Heart. <laughs> I heart damage heart just gives you a heart attack. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> or you fall hopelessly in love. Aww. Mm-hmm. 
One of my characters fell hopelessly in love with a chair due to a spell. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Just carried around with me forever. This is my best friend. Um, <laughs> you can get the... Um, the vessel back if you've lost it or if it's been destroyed you just have to cast a one hour ceremony oh, okay yeah um next on the list is the great old one the great old the great one, old one. The like cabin in the woods style <laughs> <laughs> um, god i want to like that movie but it was so scary so scary Okay, I love it. Oh, I know. It's so <laughs> scary, though. Huh. I do like how uh, they were like, uh, two earthquakes on the on the board, and then we had two earthquakes, and it was like all of those memes from that movie kept popping up, and I was like, yeah. Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you get an expanded spell list, just like every other one. Um, and these are going to be more psychic damage. So Dissonant Whispers, oh. Tasha's Hideous Laughter, Clairvoyance Sending, those kinds of mental things. Mm -hmm. um, you gain an awakened mind. So your alien knowledge gives you the ability to touch the minds of other creatures. So you can speak telepathically with any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Pretty cool. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then at higher levels, you can uh, magically ward yourself against an attack and turn an enemy's failed strike into good luck for yourself. So when they roll against you, you can use the reaction to impose disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. So pretty cool. Once per once per round, which is nice. Um, then mine. The Hexblade. I love the Hexblade. It sounds crazy. It's so nice. Um I've made a pact with a mysterious entity from the Shadowfell. I chose the Ghost <laughs> King, um, which is one of my favorites. It's a, The Ghost King is a combination of, of uh, Lich Kings, uh, one of which is a dragon. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> yep. Um, and it, it the this creature sort of manifests itself into a sentient weapon uh, carved from the stuff of shadows. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell the thing turns into a weapon. So the mm -hmm. ghost king turns into a weapon. It's Whoa. My weapon. Yeah. And this is the, the Raven queen. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's she's from the shadow fell. Oh, mm -hmm. I love the shadow fell. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's my favorite. That's why I chose this. Not for any of the features, but just because I really like the shadow fell, but you get some cool stuff. So expanded spell list. Um, things like shield, wrathful smite, um, blink, elemental weapon. Um, mm -hmm. I chose shield, but it's it's not as good of a reaction as um, mm. uh, uh, hellish rebuke. So I was like, meh, it's all right. But wrathful smite's really good. Um, you also gain um, uh, the ability to place a curse on someone. So as a bonus action, you can choose one creature that you can see, and the target is cursed for one minute. Um, you gain a bonus bonus to damage rolls against the cursed target. Um, any attack roll you make, make against the cursed target is a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. And if the target dies, you regain hit points equal to your warlock level plus your charisma modifier. Shoot, so, that's yeah, cool. So it's really good. If you're if you're starting to lose hit points, cast that Hexblade's Curse and you'll get yeah. those hit points back, which is nice. Um, you also gain proficiency in medium armor, shields, and martial weapons. So your, your earlier proficiencies are now doubled. 
So you're already heading in that, that tank direction. Um, and then at sixth, you get an accursed specter. So I can curse the soul of anybody that I slay. <laughs> and I can uh, <laughs> cause the spirit to rise as a specter. Um, and it's, mm. it uses the specs for spirit or for specter in the monster manual. So it gains temporary hit points equal to half your warlock level, and it gets its own initiative. Um, it obeys verbal commands and gains a special bonus to attack rolls equal to your charisma modifier. Wow. Yeah. So pretty cool stuff. Um, and then the last one is uh, there's one undead, which is Unearthed Arcana, which we won't really talk about um, because it's not a, a standard one. Um, but it's it's pretty cool and I highly recommend everybody take a look at it. But the last one of the, the regular ones is the Undying. Um, Ooh. This would have been a really good one if you played a, a warlock in, in Chris's campaign to be, you mm -hmm. know, the reborn plus having the the warlock. Undying on yeah. top of it. Mm hmm So, <laughs> death holds no sway over your patron. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, um, lets you choose from an expanded spell list. False life, ray of sickness, blindness, deafness, aura of life, death ward, still in that death theme um you learn the spare the dying cantrip at first level um which counts as a cantrip um and you have advantage on saving throws against any disease um Ooh. and the undead have difficulty harming you um so they have to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save dc so Whoa. yep and on a failed save the creature must choose a new target or forfeit targeting targeting someone instead of you Okay. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, that's very cool. Yeah, especially in Chris's campaign where we know we're going to be fighting a lot of undead. <laughs> well, once my undead me. ranger dies because yes, there you go. realize she's undead, I'll just pick a new character. It'll be fine. <laughs> once your party murders you. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, nice. And then the last thing is at sixth level, you give yourself vitality when you cheat death um, or when you help someone else cheat it. So you can regain hit points equal to 1d8 plus your constitution modifier when you succeed on a death saving throw or when you stabilize a creature with Spare the Dying. That's cool. Yeah. So a little mini healer yeah. there. Nice. Yeah. So I have a couple questions. So with Warlocks. Yes. Are they like... Do they have a spell list and they learn them every morning or once they pick a spell, that's their spell? Once they pick a spell, that's their spell. Okay. You can okay. you can reset them at certain levels. Um, right. But right. It's, yeah. Any um, you can always change out like a cantrip every level, and some DMs are pretty pretty loose with how to do that, but they don't have to think about it every morning. It's, they yeah, they don't learn yeah. them every morning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was yeah. my question. Mm -hmm. I thought I said I had several, but that was yeah. that was the question was I had. <laughs> yep. That's it. Yeah. It's a warlock. Cool. You gonna play one next that time? That sounds really fun. So I, um, for to celebrate this, you know, this is just I don't do this every day, but to celebrate this episode, I was like, I'm gonna build a warlock, <gasps> and so I built yes! a hairlock, which is the new rabbit folk warlock, and its name is Hairlock. Oh my god, I love it! Tell me about <laughs> it. What did you pick so, for him? Um, so it is, a you know, it's that rabbit, rabbit folk. So mm -hmm. that's the new race. Um, and so there, there was only, you could, I could only pick because I don't pay for content in D&D mm -hmm. &D Beyond. So I can only pick between, um, the fiend or the undead. Okay. Because those were the two options you can pick. So I picked the fiend. Um, so yeah. 
I can always, anytime just, you want to do that, I can always just invite you to one of the campaigns where I'm sharing content in and you oh, can okay. just create a character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cause then we could pretty fun. I only, it. only got to level one. I still haven't named it yet, but was picking spells. It's just really fun. It seems like it'd be really fun, but I yes. think it's definitely, you have to be a strategist because yeah. you have to be like, when do I, you can't just be like, I'm going to use all my spells up because mm-hmm. then. You know, what if that's not the big bad and you have no spell? I mean, you could do a short rest, I guess, and get them back. But yeah, sometimes your party doesn't want a short rest because they don't get stuff back on a short rest. So that's um, that's why I like mine so much, because mine is really versatile. I have mm-hmm. here. Let me let me pull her up. I've got uh, 48 hit points. So she's level mm-hmm. five and she's got 48 <laughs> hit points and armor class of 17 without any bonuses like no there's no shield none of that uh, no mage armor that's just standard um, wow if i want to i can cast false life um as a bonus action um at the beginning of my turn and get temporary yeah. hit points but we've already got um uh boss's character who gives us nine hit points i think at the beginning mm-hmm. of the combat so that's art so now i'm already up to you know 57 hit points at the beginning um and then i have all of my cantrips and they all do different types of damage um and then i also can do melee because my ac is high and nice. i have so many hit points and i can restore i can cast hex so that i can just restore them so yeah it's kind of like a self-feeding character and i don't it's pretty cool generally not a mid-maxer i i like to just play characters that are that are fun but it, it this one just happened to end up being pretty awesome yeah pretty dope yeah. so so do you ever pick so when i was looking at the cantrips there was one on there that i thought was pretty cool which was the magic stone have you ever used that one no um so it's like magic stone it's like you touch one to three pebbles and you imbue them with magic and you and somebody else can make a ranged spell attack with those oh, pebbles yes. by throwing them <laughs> and then if you throw them um you use like your spell modifier mm-hmm. blah, blah blah and then on a hit they take bludgeoning damage equal to one DC plus your spell modifier. So it's just really funny to be like, bam, I'm out of spells, and you pick up stone. I just think that's so funny. See, versatile. So that's one of the ones I. That's one of the ones I picked because I was like, I'm just a little rabbit. Yes, with a little and sling. Like, you have a little yeah. like you're. Oh my god, you're so Redwall. Yeah. So I, I picked because I'm only did level one, so I picked Elder's Blast, of course, Magic mm-hmm. Stone, and then Charm Person because I thought a rabbit would be very charming. Aww. And then Hellish Rebuke, of course. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well yeah. built. Oh man. Yeah, it's but there are but armor class is eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, it's it, so if you have Yikes. to pick the right one in order to sort of bump that up. It's yeah, and so picking know. the weird races, which is what I like to do, the ones that don't really go with the class. Yeah, but I just got it in my tickled little head yesterday, being like, would it be really funny to be a, a rabbit warlock and I could be a hairlock? I don't know why I thought that was so funny. It's but cute. I, I like it. I like it. You should use yeah. it. I will. It's in my list now, so okay. I have two backup characters for Chris's already. Yes. So. <laughs> Not um, for Oda? No. Well, o- they could also go for Oda, but these are more for, like, campaign builds. Oh, okay. For long term. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. More role play. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, do you have anything else about Warlocks before we go to break? They're my second favorite, and I love them. They sound fun. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. I mean, they're all cool. All the right. Ra- I mean, that's just 
we should next season we should just talk about races the whole time because like <sighs> yeah it's infinite i mean that's probably the plan there was a girl at the um the benefit yesterday um who was like yeah you know i i i really started to get into D D. she's young um and she was like i i i don't really have many friends that do it so i'm sort of running this game for two of my friends who are kind of interested in it and you know my family's really religious so i can't do this race or this race or this class or whatever and you know it's really kind of hard to learn and i was like girl it's a rabbit hole. Here's all the materials that you need to do, and here's our podcast, and here watches and <laughs> right. Welcome I'll talk to your mom to if you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I'm wholesome, and I'm like in my Viking makeup on an 18-2 horse with a uh-huh. giant shield. I'm wholesome. Join us. We're yeah. fine. Come to it's not side. a cult. <laughs> it's D and D. Here's some Kool Aid. <laughs> here's some drink. Some punch. <laughs> our drink of the day. It's fine. Yeah. Uh. awesome okay well we're gonna take like a five minute break and then we'll be back and we'll be talking about hell's moving castle yes we'll be right back you guys have uh, now have the knowledge you need to build the best warlock in the world and really show your group that warlocks are cool too mm-hmm. tell all so, your friends yeah tell all your friends so now we are going to be talking about the drink of the day so what i want you guys to do is think back to Hal's moving castle either the book or the movie whichever is your preference um, you'll find Sophie, who is pretending to be Hal's new housekeeper. She's cleaning the heck out of that pigsty, including Hal's much-used bathroom, which leads to the most hilarious scene in both the book and the movie. Oh yes, 
I think the lovers of the story in either form will know exactly what I'm talking about. The tantrum. It's so good. So in <laughs> both the book and the movie, Sophie mixes up Hal's beautification po potion somehow, and he ends up dyeing his hair a different color than usual. Emotional breakdown ensues. Um, and they do an actually a really good job, if you're a lover of the book, showing this in the movie. Um, it comes complete with Hal's uh, howling ghouls and screaming and green, green slime. But if you haven't read the book, it's even funnier because um, Hal's hair does not turn black, as in the film. It it merely just, his hair, just the potion, it just messes up, just merely adds a little reddish and gold strands. <laughs> Um, and so he is throwing a huge tantrum and turning to slime in the book because he has highlights. So it's, it's I mean, pretty funny. He's, he's, he's even more of a drama queen in the book, which is great. Oh, God. So um, Sophie in the book, she is, of course, less a little less emotional about it. She doesn't cry. She merely leaves until he settles down. Then she stomps back in and then throws him into the bathtub and calls him a big baby. Um, so she does shed a few tears later, though, when she says that uh, her feelings were hurt because he was kind of a baby about it. But it's the Aww. best scene in the book and the movie. So if you're a fan of either form, because they're great. Um, so our cocktail of the day is we're drinking Hal's famous hair potion. Um, so enjoy the color changing cocktail. The acid from this lemon juice will turn the butterfly pea powder into a from a violent royal blue to um, kind of a more purpley pink. It's bewitching to say the least, and you probably weren't turned to slime when drinking it. I mean, <laughs> earlier, but I've recovered. <laughs> Took a bath. I mean, fine. I always want to throw turn to slime, and it's not worth living if I can't be beautiful. Wouldn't that be just great to just be, be able wonderful. to throw a fit and just dissolve like that? It really yeah. sends the message home. I mean, it does. And he, I mean, hey, embrace who you are, Hal. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So what you're going to need, this recipe will make one drink, so um, double, whatever, do whatever you want. Okay, so you're going to need one ounce of vodka or your preferred liquor. Uh, half an ounce of St. Elderflower liqueur, uh, St. German, I think is what it's called. It's, it's just elderflower liqueur. Four ounces of sparkling water, half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup or plum, plum wine, um, and then one fourth tape, teaspoon of butterfly pea powder. So that's what you're only need to so make it. So pretty. So you're going to add the butterfly pea powder to the sparkling water, and you're going to whisk until it dissolves. Um, this will be fizzy, so uh, just use a tall glass or a measuring cup so that you don't make a mess while stirring this and whisking it. Um, you're then in a separate cocktail shaker. You're going to fill it halfway with ice. You add the vodka, the elderflower liqueur, and the simple syrup. Um, and shake vigorously for about 10 seconds. Um, then you're going to add the sparkling water mixture and shake gently for a few seconds <laughs> just to combine because um, you don't want the all of the, the bubbles to go out and it's for it to just float all over you. So then you're going to pour it into a glass over ice. So once you do that, you're going to slowly pour the lemon juice, then stir and watch your cocktail turn from that beautiful vibrant blue into either a deep purple or a really pretty pink. And enjoy. Fancy. And yeah, it was fancy. really cool. Yeah, it's back to being purple because I think I drank all the lime juice. But it was really neat to watch. Um, cool. Very magic. And, uh, you know. It's a little sparkly. So. It's sparkly. Ooh, it would have been really cool if I could have added some of that sparkle stuff. Ooh, the silver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that might have messed up the, the recipe and turned your hair a different color. You know. So. It might have. I might have. Might have been calling the darkness 
like Hal mm-hmm. did. So, yeah. So, speaking of Hal's Moving Castle, so we're looking at the characters of Hal's Moving Castle and how they would do with playing D&D. Um, and to be honest, I don't think any of these characters would play D&D. I don't think there's a single one. I don't think these characters would be interested. Not the book version and definitely not the movie version. Um, there's too much in the movie. There's, like, war going on. They're trying to, like, not be involved in the war, not get blown up. Um, and in the the movie, Hal and them are just... He, Hal's way too interested in women. Like, he is <laughs> hitting and quitting it, hitting and quitting it, hitting and quitting it. Like, when these girls are coming, and he's just like, nah, 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 I'm not in for the love. I'm in for the fun. He needs to find mm-hmm. himself a girl that plays D&D. Yeah, but I don't think they play. Sophie, I don't think she'd play. No. Um, a little too stern, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So Calcifer I don't, I, might. Calcifer might. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe before, maybe he played before his uh, heart was taken. Or, or t- before he took Hal's heart. Mm-hmm. Before he was bound. <laughs> That's how he um, took it. <laughs> ooh, guarantee indeed. Lich King. Lich King. But yeah, I just sadly, I don't think that the characters in Hal Moving Castle would play D&D. Except for one i who would that be turnip head would definitely play D D, or as he's known after the prince in the movie the prince. he's he doesn't have a name other than the scarecrow in the book but um uh in the movie he is the long lost prince that got turned into the scarecrow uh, turned into turnip head in the book they think he might be a minion of the waste the, the witch with the witch of the waste. So oh, it's two different. Two different uh-huh, Do they not call things. him Turnip Head in the book? Um, I think he's his head is still a turnip. I don't remember them calling him Turnip Head, but he's just referred to as the Scarecrow. Oh, cool! Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so that deviates. Yeah. So the, they're very two. They're totally two different very stories, but they they have the same meaning. Yeah, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Same premise, but in the movie, hundred percent that Turnip Head would play D anD D for. Sure. And also, I think he would pick a ranger. Why is that? I mean, look at him. He's living out in the wild. He is living on his own, independent, turned up head, um, stuck in the bush. But when he finds somebody that he trusts and loves, he supports them just like a ranger would. Yes. He's good yes. at tracking. He tracked Hal's Moving Castle for Sophie. And he found her a cane in the middle of the waste. How did he? I, I mean, it's when we were watching the other day, Mike was like, where'd he get that cane? I was like, he's a ranger. Where yep. do you think he found it? Yep. Find everything. Yeah. I guess he could also maybe be a rogue because maybe he stole it from an old person. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, you know, I feel like ranger's more accurate. Yeah. yeah. He's 100% a ranger. Yeah. You know, and he's he's very much like, you know, he gets turned back into the prince at the end, um, you know, and he's in love with Sophie as well. Uh, and then he tells Sophie, you know, the heart changes. And then he's like, I, peace, I'm out. And he leaves. Because that's what the rangers do. They're not going to stick around and make you love them. They're just going to be like, I love you. Yeah. I'll come back yeah. in a couple years. Find you later. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Caddy Bree and Dritz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If I ever had a kid, I'd name her Caddy Bree. That that would be good. Yeah. That'd be good. Well, Maybe I'll name my horse Caddy Bree. Hmm. That's better. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, gosh. Well, and that's, that's a that's later what I have to s- talk about. Yeah. Sadly, I don't. I don't think House of Castle's characters would play D anD D. If you guys think otherwise, I would. Uh, you can tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think that that D anD D fits very well in their world. Yeah, I agree. And I wonder if that's you know. The kid, it's more like, steampunky, so maybe one of the steampunk games. Yeah, maybe that Shadowrun. Um, what was that? Shat- What's that game we just played with uh, John Bain? Uh, the Genesis system. Yeah, so maybe that system. Yeah. Um, at least in the movie. Again, mm-hmm. it's not steampunky in the book, but yeah, interesting. A more yeah. I just don't think they have time for games. They're just busy people. But what about when they're on the move? You know, maybe Runeforge. Oh. Yeah, maybe the maybe Marco mm-hmm. is that the youngest kid's name? Keyforge, <laughs> that's what Key it was. Forge. Keyforge, yeah. No Keyforge. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe the young his apprentice mm-hmm. maybe uh, would play, or may, he would try to maybe get people to play. Yeah, and everyone would be like, nah. <laughs> huh? He would like make them. He'd guilt them into playing a birthday episode, though. Yeah, like a, a one shot. A one shot that becomes a campaign, and they're like, but they yeah. don't. They're not. They don't want to be rude and say no, so they just keep going. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh god, he's he's gonna make us play again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Calcifer wouldn't be into it, and he's just like, this is the worst. Why? Yeah, kind of grumpy. May your bacon <laughs> always burn. Yeah, he would definitely be. The one he's I cast fireball. Other group of yeah, he's how my other group of friends are. When I'm like, "Hey guys, want to play some D and D?" and they're like, "No, <laughs> stop talking about D and D. No, we don't want to do it." <laughs> Even though I will say, I hung out with some people on Friday, and they were like, um, "Yeah, we're interested in playing. Could you run it?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna run that Golden Girls one shot for y'all, and I think they would like that a lot." Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I really liked. Ryan's games, like the the just little one shots. Those mm-hmm. were those were a lot of fun. fun. So the yeah. murder mystery one. Was yeah. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's all I got for Hale's Moving Castle. What are we talking about next time? I didn't even look at the schedule. I do not know. Let's see. Take a look. Schedule. Team King. Ooh, yeah, Blood Hunter. Spooky. Spooky. So we're talking about one of the newer uh, uh, classes next week. So so Blood Hunters. Yeah. And then the world of Stephen King, which is a l- big old world. Yeah. So I'll, we'll probably narrow it down to, to one or two worlds. Yeah, Kate's so. going to have to teach us about this one because I am not much of a horror person. So I'm really excited wow. to learn about Stephen King. Yeah, I just found out that his like- son writes horror too. Oh, and they're great. Yeah, he's his son, great jo- uh, Joan, J- John, Joan Hill, something Hill, jo- Joe Hill, Joe Hill. Okay, very right there. Okay, and he's very talented. They are very good books. Nice. Um, yeah, so I have my shelf that's two and a half shelves. That's like Stephen King shelves, and then his <laughs> son's right beside it. So Aww. they're really good. That's they're awesome. very good books. But if you don't like horror, do probably not so much for you. Yeah. But um, I wonder if I'd like to read it more than watch it i think you could read his there's a couple horror books that i would never recommend to you yeah. um, i would recommend them to our friend leslie 
Yeah. Because she loves horror as well. And it's funny because when I did recommend, she was like, I've already read those. And I was like, girl, you you good. You a good person. I like you. Um, but I think you could do some of Stephen King's because they're not only horror. Not all his books are horror based. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like fantasy ones. You could le- read oh, okay. like the the Dark Tower series. You could read those. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, those are like out. fantasy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like he's, yeah. like a, he's like a gunslinger. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite authors has written really nice things about Stephen King and like they're sort of connected on some level. So yeah. Um, like one lives in New Hampshire and Stephen King lives in mm-hmm. Maine. So they're like sort yeah. of writer yeah. buddies. Yeah. You I can guess, definitely but... read the dark tower se- part. That, okay. that series is pretty long. There's like several books maybe, but um, okay. <laughs> it's not really horror based. It's more fantasy. Okay. Uh, so he, there's definitely options um, for you. And his horror is even still just like, it's like sci-fi science creepy. fiction horror yeah it's like who didn't see that coming <laughs> it's not it's not like a murderer kind right. of there's never just like i'm just a chainsaw it's murderer not, it's, it's more yeah. like there was some kind of alien or yeah okay all right i'll check yeah. it out then so, so we'll talk about that next all time about it yeah yeah all right guys well it was good talking with you and thanks we'll for see joining. you in two weeks two weeks bye, bye.